Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, looks like the Lakers are going to be keeping Frank Vogel around for the foreseeable future, so that's good news. The Lakers play a game tonight, and in better news, it looks like Anthony Davis is going to participate in that game. Let's go. Oh, and I guess the Lakers are still shopping Taylor Horton Tucker Kendrick Nunn and their 2027 first round pick and nobody's interested so I guess we'll talk about that too because we can't just have good news let's start with the really really good news okay I want to have kind of a nice day you guys are listening to this maybe on your way to work trying to kick off your Tuesday with you know a little bit of a pep in your step and this should give it to you Anthony Davis was a game time decision uh, when the Lakers went and played a game ago in Miami, and that was kind of a surprise announcement, right? Wait, excuse me, what? We knew that maybe, or that he was likely going to play on this road trip that the Lakers were on, but we didn't think that we would get that kind of an update this early in the proceedings. Uh, And after that, apparently his knee has handled ramping up pretty well, and now he's getting ready to probably give it a go today when the Lakers play Brooklyn in Brooklyn. So, all in all, this is, you know, obviously there's best case scenario, right, where he gets back right at the end of that four-week stretch. That was never going to happen. It's a knee. It's Anthony Davis. Uh, There's just too much at stake to rush this guy back. I think the Lakers have done this about as smart as they could. They also are very aware of the standing that they are currently in, the situation that they are currently in, and are getting... You know, their second best player uh, and and the absolute keystone cornerstone to their defense. Uh, this is huge news. Now, I'm really curious what this is going to do, the rotation, who is going to get what kind of minutes, whose role is going to diminish. Uh, I'm a little nervous given uh, the in, you know, the the basically Frank has given Avery Bradley and Trevor Ariza every opportunity to prove that they are not washed um, before he inserts Austin Reeves and Stanley Johnson. So my guess is we'll probably see Avery Bradley and Ariza uh, and then they aren't going to have it and they'll go to Reeves and Stanley to kind of try to get themselves back in it. And it's just a matter of how long it takes for everybody to realize Austin and Stanley are better than Avery and Trevor. Regardless, though, I don't even care what moves are made on the peripheries right now. As as we're talking about this right now, before we've seen anybody playing any kind of action, just the idea of getting AD back is enough. I don't need to get any further than that until we absolutely have to. Dave McMenamin went on ESPN and was asked about Frank Vogel and had uh, this to say about a Lakers head coach who has seen his name in headlines probably way more than he would ever have wanted to. Quote, the Lakers had an off night against the Pacers, kind of been up and down since, beat the Magic, lose to the Heat, but it's my understanding that the Lakers are moving forward with Frank Vogel. I anticipate him to be the coach for the remainder of the season. Now, this is really interesting. Normally... Uh, when you get a report like this, it's kind of that pseudo reporting that, or, or if this is going to be a report, this is written down on ESPN.com in a place where they can, uh, 
get aggregated back to something that generates clicks for them, right? Um, so that's the only thing that gives me a little bit of pause here in that he is including this. Now it does, you know, people are sharing the video and the quote is linking back to something that, that, that obviously links you back to ESPN content. But normally, if this is going to be the case, there's usually an article written where it's, uh, you know, report or sources. Uh, the, the Lakers are expecting to have Frank Vogel for the rest of the season. <laughs> Inside baseball stuff notwithstanding, though, this is kind of exactly what I was asking for the other day. I don't think it was ever reasonable to expect the Lakers to go out there and say definitively that they're going to be keeping Frank Vogel for the rest of the season. That would mean that from now on, they have to respond to every rumor uh, that gets to a certain amount of noise around the organization. That's not a precedent they want to send. But if the front office, and this is who I'm guessing is leaking this, if the front office is willing to, or the brain trust, right, whether it's whether it's Rob Palenka, Kurt Rambis, LeBron, AD, some combination of, of all four of those entities, uh, if they are willing to leak that, Frank is going to be the coach for the remainder of the year, uh, then that is that is as close to, hey, yeah, you know, this <laughs> Rob is not going to give a press conference on this. This is as close to that as you're going to get. So again, there's reasons to be kind of skeptic, but as a, again, just like with AD right now, I'm just going to take the news for what it is right now. That said, Frank is almost definitely gone after this season, which makes it difficult to coach. But you know what? What do I know? All right. Uh, the next thing here on the docket is that per Kevin O'Connor of the ringer, uh, the Lakers are basically just calling teams up. Just like I talked to you guys about you know, a few days ago with the Andre Scalaraga uh, analogy that I used that the Lakers are calling anybody up who they can get a hold of and saying, Taylor Horton Tucker, Kendrick Nunn, 2027 first round pick. And at this stage of the offseason, teams are looking. They're, they're, you know, you have uh, Daryl Morey leaking that the, the, the Sixers are willing to sit on Simmons for the rest of the year and that they are looking at James Harden uh, and his availability this next upcoming offseason. You have the Kings leaking the other day that they are perfectly fine carrying forward and building their organizational identity around De'Aaron Fox and and Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, okay, and then you have you know other other situations where uh, the Rockets are expecting nothing less than a first rounder for Eric Gordon, and you know all of these organizations that have pieces that are going to be. Uh, gaining or garnering any kind of interest over the course of the next couple weeks or so, all of those organizations right now, it is in their best interest to offer up a strong face until they absolutely cannot continue to do so or risk losing an asset for nothing when they could have gotten something for that asset. Now, uh, why do I say all that again now for the 1700th time so far this year? Well, because the Lakers cannot add to their their offer, 
right? And that's where the Lakers, you know, just in terms of news cycle right now, because I, I, I find it hard to believe that nobody is going to take the Lakers up on a 21-year-old uh, dynamic guard uh, who is signed to a fairly reasonable contract moving forward. It's not going to kill you. Uh, the, the notion of a first-round pick that might take place while Kurt Rambis is the lead decision-maker and LeBron James is no longer around. Like if you're if you're a GM with any kind of staying power, that to me is the number one asset I would be I'd be kind of looking for. I just don't believe in the Lakers organization uh without LeBron as a part of it. Regardless though, if you're talking about uh this kind of news cycle where all of these teams are trying to showcase, oh yeah, we we totally this is exactly what we're expecting for this kind of player. And anybody who doesn't have this, it's not even worth uh, picking up the phone to call us. All that kind of chest puffing and chest pumping is fine now. But over the course of the next couple of weeks, that is, those stances are going to change. And uh, so does it shock me to find out that right now a the Lakers front office is having a hard time finding any kind of partner to have legitimate negotiations with right now, given that everybody knows exactly what they're trying to trade. No, that doesn't really surprise me. It would kind of surprise me if over the next you know couple weeks, everybody continues to remain uninterested in that package. That, I, it, that would kind of surprise me. It wouldn't blow me away. It wouldn't knock me off my chair or anything like that, but it would kind of surprise me that the Lakers wouldn't be able to turn a young player with some upside, uh, a you know Kendrick Nunn for whatever intents and purposes is just going to be salary ballast. But again, very easy deal to 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 deal with in in a five million years, a five million dollars this year, and a player option next year. That's perfectly fine. And then a twenty twenty seven a uh, twenty twenty seven first round pick that again could be high lottery if things break it <laughs> in uh, against the Lakers way here which they might you know so uh, I, I I do anticipate that the interest in the Lakers trade package is going to go up the closer that we get to the deadline and as it stands right now I don't I don't really take anything away from from the the kind of leaks that are, are done with a purpose at this stage of, of trade deadline negotiations. All right, last thing here. Uh, so with AD coming back a few months ago, I guess I guess this is a long time ago, I put together some rules uh, when it comes to putting together lineups for the Lakers. Uh, the first rule was at least two of LeBron, AD, Russ, and THT should always be on the court. I think we can take THT off of that list given the way that he has played of late. Uh, the next one, at least two floor spacers on at any time, whether it's Malik Monk, Wayne Ellington, Carmelo Anthony, or AD playing center. Uh, Wayne is no longer a part of that. I think you could slide Reeves into Wayne's spot. Russ, if Russ is on, Anthony Davis needs to be playing the center. I stand by that. Uh, either AD needs to be at the center or LeBron needs to be at the center. Uh, but beyond that, I, I just don't see. And, and by the way, like it, it's going to be AD predominantly at the center. And then LeBron, 
playing a good chunk of those center minutes as well and a handful of Dwight center minutes. So I, I don't foresee situations where both AD and Dwight will be on the court at the same time. Certainly hope not, given uh, the identity that the Lakers have been playing with of late. If Avery Bradley is on, AD needs to be at the center. Yeah, I'd stand by that, though. I don't think you need a rule specifically for Avery Bradley at this stage. I I don't think he really needs a role in this rotation. Talon Horton Tucker, if, if he is on, LeBron needs to be on. I would stand by that. Uh, I I <laughs> The next rule especially is important here. If Russ is on, then Talon Horton Tucker should probably be off. I would stand by that as well. And the combination of those two roles uh, rules are are a lot easier now, given that THT is probably going to be playing less minutes per game, at least for the foreseeable future, uh, than we thought when I first put these rules together. We'll continue to update those. It's kind of a fun ex- exercise that breaks down the kinds of things that you should be looking for over the course of a game, uh, and and we'll see how. Hopefully, we we get to readjust until and starts playing better. Uh, but for now, I just don't think you need to plan much around a guy who is altogether replaceable by other guys in this rotation. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the uh, Lakers Lowdown Podcast. Make sure you guys are rating, subscribing, reviewing, all that good stuff here to the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network. You have a bunch of stuff to read on SilverScreenRoll.com. Yesterday, I spoke to Jazz Kang, formerly of this pod feed. Uh, he now runs the Liberty Ballers pod where he's covering everything Ben Simmons and everything Philadelphia 76ers over there. So I asked some questions about Embiid, about Simmons, about Maury, about a potential Russ Simmons trade that I refuse to give up on. Uh, really fun pod, though. We, we, we uh, got down to the bottom of all of that good stuff. Um, so that was really fun. And, and the Taco Tuesday guys are going to be re, uh, recapping this first game back with AD and what the Lakers look like uh, with him back in the fold. Until all of that, and until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.